Hey everyone, welcome to PaceCast, the official podcast of PAFE Nutrition and Fitness with Katie Jaski. I'm your host, Karen, or K for short, health coach, owner, and founder of PAFE. I help busy, struggling women lose 20 or more pounds and drop the belly fat so they can feel as confident and beautiful as they deserve. PaceCast's purpose is to examine and discuss what works and what doesn't with weight loss, fitness, healthy eating, and self-care, especially in regards to mindset. Get ready to know how to finally be successful with your goals for a beautiful new you. Hey everybody, hope you all are enjoying your weekend. Uh, So in my last episode, I was talking a little bit about the different areas of wellness and why they're all important and a little bit about them. Today I'm actually going to start exploring uh, one at a time each of these areas of wellness a little bit more in depth so that you you can start pondering them and examining about them and reflecting on them in regards to your own life. Maybe some things to uh, to do, to figure out, uh, questions to ask yourself. And actually, I would really recommend you grab a journal or something for this. Um, journal prompts are such a good way of getting your thoughts out a little bit more clearly in a little bit more of an organized fashion. Um, candidly, since you're not actually speaking with somebody, so like whatever you write down can be a direct reflection of what you actually think, and there's something on the receiving end. Not to mention, if you wanted to go back and review what it was you wrote, or like, say you feel like you've made some excellent progress on this in the future, and you really want to kind of go back and see what your mindset used to be, perhaps to learn from it, or if you use examples, you know, you could take a look and see how you might have handled something. So um, I definitely recommend this, but on a couple conditions. Number one, make sure you date whatever you journal down, like always. Like when you're when you're trying to like journal uh, for like self-help and self-improvement purposes, absolutely write down the date because you just never know when you're going to want to go back and and revisit some of this, okay? And the other case is to be honest. You know, don't try to hide something. Don't try to cover it up. You know, we're we're adults here. You know, ideally nobody's going to be snooping through your stuff. And if they are, maybe also write down the little sentence of, I'm not sure how to tell so-and-so yet. You know, just in case you do have, like, a significant other or a roommate or somebody who is actually like that. And if you suspect that, you know, write that little sentence because... Maybe this is something you actually do plan to tell them about anyways. So, you know, maybe it'll teach them a little lesson of, hey, don't snoop through my stuff because you may not like what you're going to see. But if you have a hard time confronting somebody about the the issue that you want to talk about, you know, maybe they'll, maybe they'll start the conversation. Maybe, hopefully, they'll start to see maybe how difficult this is for you if you're struggling with it. So on that note, I actually want to talk about social wellness first. And in the little freebie I was talking about, which by the way, it is done actually, um, I do plan to add it to the show notes pretty soon. I actually wanted another set of eyes to look at it first, and I actually want to go back and examine it myself. I actually only finished it up less than 24 hours ago, so I I like to take a day and uh, let myself kind of veg out a little bit and come back and look at it with a uh, fresh set of eyes as well. So... Um, I do plan to add it to the show notes at the latest for next week's podcast episode, but uh, perhaps to this episode's show notes sooner. Alrighty, so social wellness. So I define it as how healthy your relationships are with each person you interact with. Uh, This includes how they interact with you, 
how you treat them, if the balance of time spent with them is and feels appropriate, and how negative interactions are handled. All right, so that's kind of like four different facets of this social wellness facet. <laughs> so, um, you know, that way it's a little bit more deep than just a surface little sentence definition. So, um, I, uh, I'm not really exactly reading off of the, the sheet that's in the freebie. I want to go a little bit deeper with certain bullet points and explain some things, but a lot of this is definitely going to be in that document. So, um, you know, just know that this is kind of like the, I don't know, I guess like the audio workshop for each page. Uh, this particular um, section in the ebook actually takes up two pages because I feel like there's a lot of parts and social wellness is just so important that it's it's worthwhile to maybe start here, um, either with here or maybe mental wellness, just because I feel that the stressors that come from issues with your social wellness really can have a negative impact on a lot of other areas of wellness. So I, I do believe that that's why I wanted to start with this today. So I like to take people, and I've actually ex um, explained this to other people as well, um, a couple other people, both about how I handle people in my life, but also, you know, if you feel like you need some work with this, I would recommend this uh, this exercise really to anybody just to kind of help organize your thoughts and help you designate boundaries too. Boundaries are, I feel, something that's only just starting to be talked about and it's just so, so important. And, um, you know, I believe a lot of the mental health awareness movement that we're experiencing in society today, uh, a lot of the issues could have definitely been solved with people getting very, very solid about what their personal boundaries are with people, and then empowering themselves to stick with them. So this is actually going to help you get better at this. So with your in your journal or like a piece of paper, something that you can either file away for later or something that you can burn when you're done, you know, it's just good to see the visual of this. So take out a piece of paper or a journal or something and a pencil, and you start by making a list of the people that you usually interact with, even if it's just like once a year. So this is basically your family, your immediate family, your extended family, at least those that you see. If it's like this random trip once every few years where your interactions are very much at a, pers uh, a surface level and not very personal, you might want to leave those people out. But the people that you are seeing at least a few times of the year, you know, people that know kind of what's going on in your life and you don't need extensive time to get caught up with what's happened in the last few years. Um, these are, these are like those members of your family. Um, you could choose to include those people that you only see at weddings and funerals, but like how often are you actually playing catch up with them? You know, so I guess kind of use your best judgment there. Anybody that you would consider a friend or someone in your friend group that you do associate with, at least on a sort of to occasional basis. Let's say at least a few times a year. Um, anybody at work. So people that you actually talk to at work, people that you sit with, people like, you know, on lunch or whatever, at the faculty room, people that know a little bit about the goings-on in your life. Um, definitely include any superiors of yours, um, administrators, you know, people that you would ask questions to if you needed to. Um, and then, like, 
anybody else who knows you personally, all right, like those miscellaneous people, I guess, all right, make a list of everybody that fits that bill, anybody that would know anything about you personally. After that, write a big circle. Make that circle like the size of the page, all right, and then as if you're drawing like a target symbol, put a few more smaller circles inside. Now, before you start drawing all these circles, you're, let me explain something because it might determine how many circles you actually choose to create. Your inner circle, that is literally your inner circle. That would be like the people you live with, the people you see multiple times a week, the people that you feel know you most intimately, all right? Your kids, your significant other, um, perhaps your parents, you know, the top people that, like, you'd exchange your life for, okay? So... Ideally, it's best if it's a short list because then you have those rings that work their way out, okay? So, like, your next circle out from the center would be other people that you definitely really, really, really care about. You know, the people that you would miss if you had to suddenly move away and relocate. But, like, not the people you can't live without, you know? So, definitely people that you really value, people that know a lot about you, maybe not everything, maybe not every little secret, but, like, that you know very well and that you consider yourself close to. And then from there, you know, from the outer circle in, like, for the outermost circle should be the acquaintances, those who know a bit about you, you know, those who just know you on the surface, like, hey, how you doing? No, oh, not too bad. How are you? Type of level. You know, not the people that you're texting unless you absolutely need to for something you know, so, like, for instance, uh, I'm thinking about, like, my students and my clients, you know, they're all, probably all of them are on that outer circle. I definitely care about them enough to keep them in the loop if there was something going on, you know, but, like, they're not going to know, like, anything about my personal life. It's just more of, like, that work, uh, work type of relationship. Hey, you know, let's talk about schedules real quick or whatever, okay? Or, like, I would come to them, like, the parents for, if there was a concern about something that happened in the lesson, like, that kind of level would be, like, my outermost circle. So, you know, if you're listening to this and you're a teacher, um, if there are, let's say that there's, like, a couple of room parents or something, you know, somebody that you speak to on a little bit more of a regular basis, they would probably belong in your outermost circle. So from there, there might be one or two more circles in between those ones that I just described. Those would be the people that know a little bit about you, but, like, not a whole lot, okay? So, like, for me, if I was doing this, I tend to keep my circles all small. So, like, I'd only have, like, a total of four. Um, but you may choose to have five, like an A list and a B list or something like that. You know, you could always handle it that way. All right, so for this, take your time on it because you may feel like you're making decisions about people. Hmm. Do they belong in this circle or do they belong in this circle? And, you know, sit on them. Sit on them. Not literally. Sit on the idea. <laughs> sit on their name <laughs> for a little bit. Roll it around in your head. And maybe have it all boiled down, boiled down to this one question. Because of how they treat me, where should I be placing them? Because all relationships with people are, in fact, a two-way street. And I feel like people learn this all too late in life. You know, they 
feel like they've been hurt one too many times before they start to realize, oh, this person needs to be a little bit more arm's length for me, or this person really shouldn't know about this. You know, uh, if I had just handled this this way instead of letting this get too deep, it wouldn't be like that, you know? And it's like moving too fast with people. So, like, I get it, for sure, and everybody's got those stories. But um, use those stories as a way to help you decide where they should be, not where they would like to be, where you would like them to be. This is all about you, your feelings, and your personal designations about where people belong in your life, alright? If there are surprises, or like things that feel like very groundbreaking decisions to you, that's actually really great. Because you are empowering yourself to not just leave it up in the hands of fate, or leave it up to somebody else. This is, might actually be your first step to taking control to you managing your social wellness. Alright, so um, so when you do have everybody in their respective circles, um, contemplate them a little bit. Even if they were easy to decide where they belong, just spend a few moments on each name and think about what your relationship kind of looks like. Um, are the people, for instance, in your innermost circle getting the best of you? Do you take them for granted? Do they take you for granted? And in what ways? But do they wish something different out of you? Do you wish something different out of them? How could your relationship get stronger? How could you really, really become as inseparable as maybe you wish you were? Does it just seem to be that way, or does it actually feel that way inside? So, I mean, these are the people that if you consider most near and dear, make sure you're giving what they deserve also. But in return, what you deserve is what you should be expecting from them. And if there's anything that's uneven or any little glitch about that, those types of things definitely warrant some sort of conversation to really candidly discuss what the issue is and um, you know what could be in need of improvement and it doesn't have to be any kind of drastic thing it could be about something very small you know about like one thing that they should be doing to help equalize the chore load or something like that you know just those little things all right but not that often because remember if you're like we have to talk you know automatically people get up in arms and stuff usually I say that usually it's a joke we gotta talk there's an issue, but then usually they can see I'm like laughing in the background. <laughs> so like, <laughs> like my husband totally doesn't take me serious with that anymore. <laughs> so, but sometimes it is something serious, but I try to start it with like a really lighthearted type of thing. I've got a great sense of sarcasm when, um, <laughs> when I'm in the right mood. So I, I tend to use that as a definite icebreaker, especially when it's like, okay, you know what? There's actually something pretty serious that we need to talk about. It makes me feel like blank and um, and something needs to change because, you know, this is something that's on my mind constantly and it's disruptive to my thoughts. I'm stressing out over it and, you know, I, I feel like if you didn't know about this, of course you can't read my mind about this, so let's come up with a solution together and that way, um, you know, we can fix this. And, you know, while we're at it, is there... You know, is there anything that you want to air out and, you know, let me know about? Because it's only fair that you get the opportunity, too. 
All right. So I did a number of things in that little monologue that um, that help ease a situation such as this. I use the words together. Let's let's do this. Let's talk about this. Um, I gave them a chance to talk at the end there. Um, I told them how I felt. I also said I didn't expect you to read minds. See, that's a big pet peeve of the, especially like the male population of ah, oh, how could they expect us to read their mind? And that's because I think females are sometimes incredibly complex and forget that they are. <laughs> so, you know, I I I basically used some keywords there that really set the stage for something that is meant to be very even playing field, very um, meant to compromise, not very one-sided at all, and certainly not aggressive or antagonizing. So certainly if you want to rewind this and um, write down what some of those little catchphrases were, feel free to steal. I know that they are good. They are totally proven. So um, yeah, so and then you can certainly rework a lot of those things if you need to talk to somebody not in your inner circle. If there's, say, a colleague that there is you know, something that they're doing that is really, really tough on you. You know, you can re totally rephrase it to help that, too. All right. Next, um, I wanted to talk about what the word family means. And as time goes on, there's a lot of different definitions for what family actually is. It's not, it's no longer meant to be a couple of parents, uh, a mom and a dad, and some kids. Like, that's no longer what a family is. And family and then there's extended family and then there's you know you've got your parents or somewhere in between it's like well what is family anyways and um i like to say or i like to think that family is uh i consider family to be the people where you enjoy putting an effort for them even if it's not like effort that is pleasant for you but you enjoy putting an effort to them because it makes you feel good and you know it's going to make them feel even better. Like, it makes you happy to help them out um, because you know that they'll be grateful for it. In return to that, in return of that, they also will do things for you, trading favors, whatever. Um, and they do things every now and again also that make you feel super grateful to have them in your life. To me, that's what family is. And, you know, I've, I've definitely had people that are blood family, not blood family, that both were like this or are like this and have not been like this, where they don't pull their own weight in the relationship. And over time, I, I have distanced myself. And, you know what, I've become very, very okay with that because, you know, they probably have their people that... You know, everybody only has so much energy and so much time, and they have their people in their life that they value. If you try to take from that, somebody's going to suffer, and it's probably going to be more than one somebody. And if that backfires on you, that somebody is also going to be you that suffers for it. So it's better to just respect maybe that boundary that they put up to you, that maybe they only want small doses of you for who knows what reason. Should it bother you? Well... Maybe. I, I could see there being like a natural grieving process for something like this. But in the end, you start to learn that, okay, well, maybe they're not meant to have this kind of place in my life. But I've got this person, this person, and this person. And honestly, they probably could use a little bit more of me. 
So I should focus my energy here and strengthen that relationship so much more. Because someday I may outlive them, they may not be there, and I'll wish I'd have done more. So that would be a good inner dialogue to have for for the person in your life that you wish the bonds were stronger. But if it feels good in your gut to work on strengthening that uh, that bond, maybe a little at a time. Hey, let's go out to lunch. You know, would you like that? You know, something like that, just just to see. You know, you could test the waters in your mind, make it like a trial thing, see how it goes. If it doesn't go well, then that's a signal for you to just leave things as they are and not push. If they're meant, if you are meant to be closer to somebody, it's going to happen. Fate will intervene and somehow you will become stronger. But pushing it will probably not make it happen. <laughs> All right, it'll make something backfire. It'll make something feel too soon or too rushed or too pressured or or something. Maybe for reasons that you don't even know. And if you're meant to know those reasons, you will. All right? So I, I feel that social balance really is a lot of like that kind of thing. It's just letting things progress. And um, if you feel very compelled to put in a little bit more effort, go for it. Test the waters. Just don't rely on it until you see how it goes, a little bit at a time. I mean, sometimes people have a tough time with change, even if it's positive change. So trying to do too much at once probably will maybe alarm the other person. All right, so keep it gentle, easy, whatever. All right. So um, so another topic I wanted to bring up with this is um, is boundaries. Okay, let's, yeah, let's get into that because that's, it, it's a possibly very heavy topic. So boundaries. Um, the first boundary I want to talk about is a time boundary. So a time boundary is, like I was saying before, everybody only has so much effort um, and, and time, you know. If you feel like you're excited to put in some time, like spending time with another person, great. But just don't go overboard. Maybe get an idea of how much social time with that person is good for them to handle, you know, before you start making some expectations. It's good to get their take. I mean, they're, after all, the other half. And that kind of dialogue or ideas is really good in any kind of adult-to-adult -adult, uh, friendship or relationship. I mean, it's good to be on the same wavelength uh, with your spouse or significant other because they may have different expectations. They may find that as time goes on that their needs of you may change. They may need more or less. And it's just good to have that conversation every so often of, hey, you know, where are we at? Um, you know, I don't really want to talk about problems. I just kind of want to make sure there aren't any that I'm, that I'm aware of. Am I too much? Am I too little? What do you wish that I did more of? You know, and make it all about positive things, constructive things. It's a really, really good conversation to randomly have one day. And, um, you know, when everybody's kind of like just chilling and, you know, relaxing, maybe over uh, a weekend breakfast or something like that. And um, if you got kids that would be watching, actually it might, if, if it's a nice lighthearted type of topic, they actually probably would benefit from seeing something like this because they're learning how adults communicate and how significant others communicate. You know, what if you had like, oh, like a young teenager that was you know, that maybe is constantly thinking about dating and stuff, how valuable would it be for them to see a conversation like that and learn, you know, basically how to have a really open, honest, lighthearted conversation about how a relationship is going? Oh my gosh, they would learn an incredible amount from that. So 
you know, if you feel comfortable enough in your relationship to where you can have conversations like that, go for it. Just dive on in and see where it goes. You'll probably learn a lot. Now, on the other hand, what if even bringing it up that way is hostile territory? It probably means that in uh, earlier attempts, maybe it turned hostile. And it's going to end up being hostile faster because somebody's going to lose their temper faster. Well, first of all, be like, oh, no, this is not the direction I want to go. And just set that stage up right away and be like, no, I'm just more wondering about what you think of me. I want to give you a moment to talk here. But, like, this is meant to help. This is meant to help me see I'm kind of in a relaxed state of mind right now. And I'm open to, you know, receiving some... Uh, some feedback about what you'd like to see a little bit more. And even, even, this is important, even if there's something that you want the other person to work at and change, sometimes you putting yourself out there first, saying that you're willing to work on things first, shows them effort that would make it worth it for them to change too. They want to know that if they're going to try to do the inhumane thing of changing themselves that they gotta know it's worth their mental effort too something to think about there all right and a lot of that back and forth over and over again in those constructive ways goes a very 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 long way to preventing fights like actual fights like ah i can't stand you anymore you know that kind of stuff or worse like oh my gosh you know i think about the relationship with my husband and a couple years ago, eh, a little more than a couple years ago, things were rocky. Things were really rocky. Um, he got a seven-week leave during lockdown, and I was already on, you know, basically working from home, teaching from home. And I thought I was going to, like, murder him after, like, seven weeks. Like, <laughs> I didn't think I'd be able to handle it. But actually, it ended up being really, really valuable time together. And, you know, uh, we spent enough time apart. You know, he would do his own thing in one room. I'd do my own thing in another. You know, we balanced our time out very well, both in work and leisure time. But we had some really, really cool nights in. We got super creative with cooking. We got, oh gosh, we just we just did a lot. He did some projects. Like, it was amazingly constructive time. And coming out of that... um we've just been a super strong couple ever since when things were honestly very rocky. Um, obviously there's some other things to it, you know, some other tough conversations that needed to be had and some changes were actually made with how we handle each other, but it is so much better now. Oh my gosh. <laughs> and it's because of pr approaches like this. And, um, you know, I did a lot of self-work on myself too and he was able to see that I had a much more positive mindset about things but the thing is he saw me making the effort to fix myself and that was very valuable uh, he learned how to have a positive mindset much much earlier in age than I did like in his early 20s he learned about how to do this well when I started dating him when he was in his mid-20s and I was in my early 20s like I didn't get it I did not get it for a lot a lot of years and now I do, and, like, I wouldn't ever want to be the person I was 10 years ago. <laughs> like, no, 10, 15, oh my gosh, yeah, like, I don't want to go back there. <laughs> that's, that's not, that's too stressful. <laughs> but, like, I get it, and I don't think he knew how to help me with it, and that's fine. You know, he's not the teacher in that sense, like I am. 
but uh yeah he really wanted that out of me and now we're so much better off it's it's interesting i mean i know this is not meant to be like relationship coaching but like it's more about figuring out how to start with yourself first before expecting too much out of others when people see you put yourself in a more vulnerable position they're a little bit more willing to come forth more openly with you so it's very symbiotic it's back and forth um gut feelings and an effort then so yeah it's a lot i could probably do an entire podcast episode just on that but like i'm gonna move on that's enough about that to think about (laughs) all right so i did talk a little bit about negative personality traits and negativity and um one thing um that is super super important um and luckily is getting way more mainstream media um uh, noticeability noticeability is that a word um it's becoming more noticed is what the terms like narcissism and gaslighting and different sociopathic um and psychotic type of traits like a lot of that is becoming more mainstream people are starting to hear these terms look them up more and um on social media they're becoming more conversational terms uh, entitlement you know just a lot of a lot of these things that everybody knows people that have little bits and pieces of these different traits but you know there's no label for them that people really knew about or talked about or you know there's i'm sure spectrums really for all of these different traits and some overlap and some have certain behaviors attached to them some don't some have certain phrases attached to them some don't and um definitely take some time and get on Google and just research the heck out of them. Because the more that you know about them, the more that you can start to think about who in your life might actually have some of these traits. These traits need to come with the idea of boundaries. You need to make sure that you're putting boundaries to these people and either not letting them into your life for as much time. If you feel mentally draining when you're with somebody, limit your time with them. Find that just enough where it looks like you're putting in the time, but don't let yourself get drained by somebody. It is not worth it. Our lives are too busy and too stressful already without that aspect in there. <laughs> um, just learn how to say no. No is okay. Maybe make a list in your journal about of 10 things at least, different ways to say no. Not excuses, but more like um, kind of setting it up before you have to make an excuse. Like, sure, I'll have coffee with you, but I just want to let you know I have to be somewhere at this time or I need to be home because of something at this time and I can only manage an hour, right? So, or if they want to do something that takes like a whole day, just be like, I really can't afford to do a whole day because honestly, I'm supposed to be doing this, this, and this, whether they're true or not, or make up some chores that you've been putting off or something. Ah, no, I told myself I would declutter this one closet. Like, I really don't want to go back on that. So, but I'll be willing to put forth this amount of time. And then you can test what your boundaries are, okay? Um, Is this a good amount of time? Should it really be less? You know, a lot of um, what I've been hearing about is group trips. I've been reading about this on, on the internet a bit a bit where families will go in together to rent a house because it's cheaper and it's bigger and if you split the cost a few ways you know that seems to be worth it but you have to think about yourself uh yourself with this can you handle spending x amount of days with each of these people or are they just going to get a little bit too close to you if this situation really should work out how can you prevent 
problems? How can you stay a little bit closed up in yourself to protect you? All right. Think of more the how before you think about the not. All right. If and if there's really no way, then then there's really no way. Don't sacrifice your personal time, your vacation time, time you've looked forward to. If you fear that it's going to get ruined, protect yourself. Keep it from being a problem before it actually is one. Um, all right, let's see here, because I know I'm kind of getting long-winded about some certain things here. Um, but yes, going back to the disordered personalities, like just like the gaslighting tendencies, manipulation, that's a big one too. Um, you know, I, um, I'm actually literally in that document right now. I'm actually going to put there manipulative traits yes we're putting that in there that one's important you know learning as much as you can about each and every one of those it'll probably take you 15 minutes really just to at least get a start um it allows you to start noticing where it's happening around you so that you can be prepared so that you can have little catchphrases to defray a situation like that but learning how to say no is definitely one of the most important things so so anyways, um, back, going back to the, um, the wellness guide, I have, based on just social wellness, I have 13 different bullet points. And I think I've only covered about like five or six. And a few of them overlap and stuff. But like there's even more. Even though I just talked your ear off for about a half hour, a little more on this, there is so much more to it. I'm sure there are entire textbooks of this kind of information. But the fact is people need to know about it. People need to be thinking about it. People need to be, oh goodness, like on top of what these things actually are because when it all boils down, people that cross your boundaries in way that you, ways that you don't like, people that treat you in ways that you don't like, and people that I guess are leaving their, their circle, I guess, and crossing in and out you know, to places where you don't like, it needs some sort of change, whether it's conversation or from you distancing, or you making effort. You know, there's a lot of different things. And the more you can know about it, um, the better. So that was what I wanted today to be all about. It's a heavy subject, and it leaves a lot open to, to thought and pondering and then deciding, decision-making on your part. But it's important, and it's worth your mental effort to, to have a strategy with all this. All right? So, best of luck with it. If you have any questions or need additional clarification, uh, feel free to reach out to me and email me. Mom, definitely right here, or message me, whatever. Um, and then very, very soon, that document will be out for your consumption for free. All right? Enjoy the rest of your weekend. Thank you. Thank you for joining me today on PaveCast. I hope you found the content enjoyable and inspiring for your own healthy habits. If you are ready to take things another step forward, please visit my Facebook business page at facebook.com slash pavenutritionandfitness, click like, and click on the top pinned post to get my weight loss quick start guide as a free gift. Together, we can achieve whatever weight loss and healthy lifestyle goals you dream